Hey, True Crimers, welcome to another episode of True Crime-ish. I'm your host, Jonah B., and I'm here to make your Mondays great again. And just shout out to all of my laborers, my employed people. I hope we're all kicked back, relaxed, enjoying this nice little holiday, this little free time off. I don't really have much going, but um, hopefully I can get somebody to grill a little something somewhere. We're going to see. But yes, happy Labor Day to everyone. So let me set the scene. It's the year 2018, and this is actually the year I, myself, began this real journey of adulthood, I guess that's what we're going to call it. And um, I'm a a first-generation college student, so I'm like the first-generation college student to actually graduate from college, from my immediate family, that is. And during that time, instead of feeling very proud about it, about that fact, I was actually dreading what to do next. I knew that I had to, you know, keep elevating. I had to keep setting the bar higher and higher and just setting more standards for the people coming behind me to just bust through. And in October of 2018, I had already started my first quote unquote big girl job. And I was already starting to feel like I should be doing more, could be doing more, feeling like at that little age of 22, I was running out of time and nowhere close to where I was supposed to be. But you know, while I was freaking out over why my life is not looking like the fairy tale I had set out for myself and how my life was honestly feeling like it was just flashing before my eyes, Down in Florida, a mother of one is seeing the exact same thing, realizing a golden rule all of her own. Anger is one letter short of danger. On October 21st, 2018, in Tampa, Florida, to be exact, the Hillsborough County Police were receiving a call from a Tyrone Johnson. Mr. Johnson is in tears and going on about how he had just shot two people out of self-defense. He was feeling like his life was in danger after the two people had attacked him and he had to go ahead and protect himself. You know, he was like, it was eat or be eaten. So the police were dispatched to the scene right away. Once they arrived at the home, they see two victims, a mom and a young boy laying almost side by side in the middle of the floor. The mom is Stephanie Willis, who is the girlfriend of Tyrone, the man who called in, and her or the boy who was laying next to her was her son, Ricky Willis, who was just 10 years old at the time. At first, the detectives are not sure what to make of the scene. They only have Mr. Johnson's statement given to dispatch to go off of so they make arrangements to get him down to the station for further questioning while they investigate the crime scene furthermore once tyrone has gotten down to the station the detectives waste no time to get him into an into an interrogation room 
After certain evidence that was found at the scene, the detectives are now doubting Tyrone's initial story. So they asked Tyrone what really happened earlier that night. And Tyrone just starts sobbing, y'all. Like, sobbing so hard. You know how when you cry so hard, you can barely get the words out of what you're trying to say. That's exactly what Tyrone was given. And watching the video, it is hard to tell if he is being genuine or not. But the detectives are actively soothing him and just trying to get him to calm down so they can actually get the full story out of him. Once Tyrone comes down just a tad, and I mean just a tad, because he is still sobbing, but you can at least make out his words, Tyrone begins to reveal how he just wanted to watch a football game. Yes, a football game. He goes into how the three of them were all sitting on the couch watching TV, and Tyrone asked to watch the football game. From there, Tyrone goes on to say that an argument stems from that and Stephanie allegedly starts bringing up the fact that he is not working and how she understands why Tyrone's son, who just committed suicide recently, did what he did since he was a little B-I-T-C-H like Tyrone. And at that point, Tyrone said he was just livid, you know, and he started to pack up his things and give his dad a call during the argument to, I guess, you know, calm him down a little bit, but not too much longer into the FaceTime call with his dad. You would hear bullet shots ringing loudly over the phone. Tyrone had picked up his Glock, a Glock 22 40 caliber pistol he kept in the home. And Tyrone begins to shoot two shots into Stephanie. He then realizes that our little man Ricky ran inside the room once, you know, Tyrone started shooting at his mom. And now Stephanie and Ricky are laid out on the floor all over an argument that transpired about discussing what they should watch on TV. So this guy that I'm speaking about, his name is Tyrone Terrell Johnson. There was not a ton of things about him, but what I do know is that he was born on the 1st of January of 1976, and he's from the Coosaw area in the northern Beaufort County. Eventually, he went off to the military, serving in the U.S. Marines from 1994 to 1998, and he seemed to have moved up the ranks quickly and eventually reached the corporal rank. His specialty was listed as a field artillery cannoneer, which is basically a fancy word for saying he cleans and prepares equipment and ammo. However, in 1996, Johnson got into some trouble in Colton County, where he was arrested on traffic charges, which was his only run in with the law. So he eventually left the Marines and spent four years in the Army from 1998 to 2002, ranking as a sergeant with specialty as a cannon crew member. All the while, Johnson's record showed he never was deployed. So, you know, I guess he was doing all that somewhere around here. 
At some point, Tyrone met a woman and they had a son together because as we know, in 2017, Johnson's son is reported to have took his own life. By Johnson's own account, he suffered from PTSD, you know, from spending all that time in the military. And he didn't just meet Stephanie. They had actually known each other nearly their whole lives, but didn't start dating until around 2016. And that was also around the same time that Tyrone had moved to Florida to live with Stephanie and Ricky. So all in all, he had stayed with them about a year and a half before the horrible crime took place. The trial was tense for Stephanie and Ricky's family because of their pursuit of the death penalty on Johnson. Johnson already confessed to the crime, but with him lying, I mean, sorry, saying it was self-defense, forced the state to prove that he was guilty. And this would prove to be pretty easy. The evidence found at the crime scene contradicted his story about Ricky being in the master bedroom when the shooting happened. When investigators look in Ricky's room, they found shell casings and blood underneath Ricky's bed, which which does not at all match the story that Tyrone gave about Ricky running into the room and that is how he got shot. Detectives determined the argument started over what to watch on TV, you know, that we know, and we all know that escalated extremely quickly. We also know that during the argument, Tyrone shot Stephanie and hunted Ricky down like a dog. Ricky tried to hide himself underneath his bed, fearing for both his life and his mom's. But Tyrone found Ricky underneath his bed and fired six shots at him. With this evidence introduced, it was clear that Johnson staged their bodies as they were found in the master bedroom, further contradicting his story. Johnson's trial lasted more than a week in November of 2021. During the trial, juries were shown the overly dramatic interrogation video after he was arrested. They were also shown the horrific crime scene where Stephanie and Ricky's bodies were found on the floor next to each other. Throughout the trial, the prosecution laid out their case, hitting the jury with the cold, hard facts. But Johnson's public defender, Jennifer Spratley says Stephanie had been drinking that day when an argument over the TV turned into her hurling insults at Tyrone. She said this created a tragic situation that just got out of control and that Johnson should be sentenced to the lesser charge of manslaughter. Like, lady, I know you're just doing your job, but come on now, Keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. It didn't take the jury too long to find Tyrone guilty of first degree premeditated murder and second degree murder. Now it was time for the jury to determine Tyrone's sentencing, whether it would be death or life without parole. Five days after his guilty verdict, the jury gave their recommendation for the death penalty, which was a unanimous decision. It was now up to Judge Christopher Sabella to approve their recommendation. 
While awaiting Judge Sabella's decision, Robert Hewitt, Stephanie's father and Ricky's grandfather, released a statement. He said, and I quote, The day the defendant chose to shoot and kill my oldest daughter and hunt down, torture, and brutally murder my only biological grandson, that is the day part of me died. Not only did he take away my family, he took away my future generations. I am thankful for the decision in this case. After three years, we have received justice for Stephanie and Ricky. The defendant's relative can show all the emotion they want, but I, the father and grandfather of the victims, have to sit and hold my emotions in as I hear of the torture my daughter and grandson endured. End quote. Amber Hewitt, Stephanie's mom, also has some things to say. We, the family of Stephanie and Ricky, do feel he deserves the death penalty. Prison is too good for him. He murdered our daughter and grandson for absolutely no reason. We pray the jury finds him guilty of first-degree murder and give the sentences of death for the crimes he committed. It wasn't until December 2022 Almost a full year after the jury's recommendation, when Judge Sabella came back with the sentencing recommendation. This time, Johnson was able to give a statement, and he went on for about 30 minutes saying the murders were not premeditated. He got emotional a few times. Then he tried to speak on issues with the trial, which were, which were objected to, of course. He said to his parents, and I quote, this heart-wrenching tragedy was definitely never for a second premeditated. This is no reflection on you. The life of love you have given to me, this is against everything this family stands for, end quote. And at this point, I would just be rolling my eyes if I was his family, like, why are you steadily embarrassing us by like even talking about this in public right now? But moving forward, next it was Judge Sabella's turn and he said a precious child is dead. This murder was heinous. Uh, this murder was heinous, atrocious and cruel. It was done after you murdered his mother, Stephanie. He imposed a life sentence without the possibility of parole for Stephanie's death and a 30-year sentence for the aggravated child abuse charge for Ricky's death along with a death sentence to wrap all of that up in a cute little bow. Tyrone Johnson was then carried off to Union Correctional Institution for Men, which is where he's been ever since. Reporters on the case asked Robert, Stephanie's father, about forgiveness and Johnson's execution, to which he stated, I just can't see any forgiveness for what he did, and I hope I'll still be alive then, then being when Tyrone gets executed. He went on to say, it's still not closure for me. Nothing's going to bring Ricky and Stephanie back. 
but it's what he deserves. As always, you know I could never end the case without highlighting the lives of the victims. Stephanie Willis was born July 12, 1984, and she was raised in the Bayfort area of South Carolina. She went to Battery Creek High School and was actually attending Hillsborough Community College to become a certified nursing assistant as she was already working as a caretaker. Eventually, Stephanie got married to Ricky Stad, same name, and on April 22, 2008, Ricky Willis was born in Orangeburg, South Carolina. A little while after that, Stephanie relocated to the Tampa area of Florida. While there, Ricky went to Crestwood Elementary School, where he was an excellent fifth grader. In their free time, Ricky and Stephanie were inseparable, always spending time together. Stephanie would always go back to visit family in Bayfort, and Ricky enjoyed recording videos of him and his family, which he posted on his YouTube channel. He also had a hobby of collecting WWE belts and idolizing his favorite wrestlers, which, I mean, you're already the coolest kid there. Ricky's school had just gotten the opportunity to appear on America's Got Talent, and Ricky would have actually been on stage as well because he was on the drum line. But Ricky sadly never got the chance to grace the world with his cadence since this event was actually set for December 10th of 2018. Ricky loved visiting his family, and he would especially love playing with his cousins for hours on his PlayStation. Ricky and Stephanie will be missed by a whole host of family and friends who are still struggling to pick up the pieces after their tragic passing. All it takes is just one moment to allow your anger to land you in places that you never thought you would end up. In today's case, it is crazy to think about how making a very normal day-to-day decision about what to put on the television could spiral into something so deadly. And before we all get to thinking, not me, not me, not ever, stop and think about how we have allowed a car honking at us, a person looking at us, someone speaking over us, someone attempting to give us advice that we never even asked for, to send us to a place bordering on anger. I'm not giving Tyrone any outs here, but just encouraging us to be aware who we allow to be in our lives, being aware of who we allow to give our peace to, and just overall realizing and accepting the things that we can control in this life. Side note, I am a person who constantly battles with irritation. I don't like to call it anger because I'm not lashing out in things. But what I have really started to realize in myself is that the irritation problem I have is just a gateway into anger. Me allowing myself to constantly give up my peace to any and everything is not safe for me or others. And that is why I am planning to seek some form of anger management counseling before the year is out. 
I don't want to be on the next podcast story that is going viral all because I finally acted out on that high level of irritation that I get once someone cuts me off in the traffic or once you skip me in line. I'm not trying to realize right firsthand just how close anger is to danger. Danger.